I learned uh, something about the gospel when I was in Haiti two summers ago that I knew, but there was a moment that it had some clarity that it didn't have before. In Romans, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Paul, the great preacher, the great theologian, uh, the, the one who was so dynamic in his presentation in some way, understood that the power was not in himself, it was in the gospel. And as he stood before a few or stood before a many, the power was in the gospel and not in himself. And although I would have been able to say that and would have acknowledged that and would have preached, I hope, from that mode many times when I went to Haiti and two summers ago, I stood before this congregation of all Haitians and I couldn't speak their language. And I had to preach through a translator who was Charles. I was very aware in a different way than I'm even aware right now of how small I was. You see, in front of you, I can try to be funny or I can have certain gestures or I can speak your language or I can get your attention. I, I could do a number of things that might sort of lean you forward in some way. But none of those things are going to change your life. The gospel is what transforms the life. And so in Haiti, I learned a little bit about what John the Baptist said. I must become less and he must become greater. And so I'm thankful for that experience. And I think you've benefited from it as well. And Charles, I'm uh, thankful for um, you, this uh, small man in stature, but large man in faith and to see the gospel go forward in a transformational way in Haiti is really something that I hope you all have a chance to see. We go there, I'm sure, at least every summer and maybe at different points we'll go more than that. But it's really a blessing to be with the people in Haiti and to see their lives being transformed by the gospel. So this summer I had the opportunity to uh, preach the gospel and the church in Messier where Charles is a pastor. And it really brings me great joy to have him come and preach at Christ Community Church. I'm hoping that you'll lean in and listen to Charles, but not because of Charles, but because of the gospel. Charles, you come and teach us what the Lord has taught to you. It is really a blessing, blessing for me. Uh, to be back here, but uh, it is a blessing for me uh, to be able to open God's Word with you this morning. As uh, Paul said, I was blessed by the presence of uh, some members are from this church here last June, but I was blessed by the by the way the Lord used him 
to preach the gospel to us. It really helps us to see the greatness of the Lord we are worshiping. And I really praise his name for giving me the possibility uh, to be here this morning and to open his word. And I pray that he will use it for his own glory, but also for the benefit of you who are sitting here this morning. My friend Paul read the passage already. I am not going to read it again. But let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we are humble before you this morning. We are so grateful to you. And we are amazed to see uh, what you have done in our lives and how you are using the gospel, your word, to save your people. Thank you for bringing us here this morning. Thank you for your word. And we pray that you would really use it uh, to bring praise and glory to you and the benefit of us who are here this morning. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe when uh, you saw uh, the subject and when my friend Paul read the passage. You are asking yourself, what is the connection? And uh, asking yourself, uh, what is he going to talk about when you look at the passage? And when you read it. But as we go, as we develop the passage, we will see there are really things we need to remember in our lives. We all know that we, uh, there are things we like to hear. And some of them we really don't want to hear them. Some of them leave good memories and some of them leave very bad, harmful Memories. I was driving on uh, 
August 22nd with my daughter to uh, Covenant College. And it was for the first time, and I really saw her driving. 18-year-old girl, and was driving seven hours. We stopped once for gas and lunch, and she drove. I was sitting behind, and uh, my wife was sitting right beside her, and it was a joy for us while she was driving. And uh, we were talking, we were so happy to see her because we haven't seen her for the whole summer and we saw her only for a few hours and we are driving with her and we were so excited and happy to see that. And she wanted to drive. And while she was driving and me sitting behind and talking, and I was uh, sharing something with them. And I went back to uh, the time when she was born. And uh, to explain to her how difficult life was. Here now she's driving. And it was very difficult even for us to... Uh, find money to pay a tap-tap to take her to school. And I was telling her that, and I told her how difficult it was when she was born even for me and uh, her mom to feed her. And she started crying. She said, Dad, stop. Uh, I don't want to hear that. Because that didn't leave a very good memory for her. She couldn't handle it. She cried and she told me to stop it. She made me cry. And I'm sure this morning, while you are here, you have a lot of things, you know, in your mind. You have things that you remember and you wish you would, you could remember them all the time. But some things are very hard and difficult. I have things in my life I really force myself to forget that I cannot. And I was even sitting right there on this chair. And it took me back to many, many years. It took me back to my mom, my mother. And it took me back to our place where we were living. And took me when my mom was uh, fixing food for us. And uh, it was hard. She fixed the food, but she didn't have enough. We didn't have enough, so she gave it to us, and she stayed without eating. It took me right there 
took me right there. I forced myself to forget, but I cannot forget it. I wish you would be with me today. And I wish you would be with me to see what the Lord is doing and how God blesses us. I remember her because the Lord gave me the chance to lead her to Christ. And I remember that as her youngest son. And she had me drive for six hours to go because she said, I want you to lead me to Christ. After talking to her for many, many years and praying for her. I remember when she was dying and when she was dead in reality, right, with her head under my shoulder. I remember that. I cannot forget something like that. She was precious to me. Yes, God gave me a chance for her to die on my arms. But how wonderful and great it would be for me and for her to be together today. It is good to remember things, good and bad things. But there are things which are so important in our lives. We need to remember them all the time. And in this passage, while I was reading it, while I was preparing the message, and I find out three wonderful things that every believer needs to remember. Not just me telling you that, but the Bible tells you that, and Jesus tells us those three things in that passage that we need always to remember. The first thing we need to remember in that passage is we should never and ever forget who Jesus is. Who is Jesus? And Jesus, he really wanted to make sure that those who are following him understand and know who he is. You remember his um, uh, question in Matthew chapter 16. And while he was with uh, the disciples, uh, let's begin in verse 13. Jesus said, uh, we read, 
when Jesus came into the course of uh, Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man? And they say, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Eliza, and some Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus wanted to make sure that those who were following him knew who he was. And you can see how he asked the questions. He wanted first to see the difference between his followers and those who are not following him. He asked them first, what do you hear? They said, who am I? And they gave all type of answers that he said, what about you? Do you believe the same way they do? Do you know me the same way they know me? Is there any difference? So he asked them, if they said that, but what about you? Who do you say I am? Because he wanted that. He wants us to know who he is. And you know, Peter answered that question. You are Christ. You are the anointed one. You are God. And he was very happy to hear that from the mouth of the disciples. You know, when you ask some something or some questions to several people, maybe in Sunday school, or if you are a teacher and you're one of your children out there and you ask the question and your daughter or your son answers that question, you feel very good. You are happy to hear that. Yes, my son or my daughter knows that. And if you read, continue to read the passage, you can see how pleased Jesus was when he heard that Peter gave this answer. That means that Jesus said, I am not working teaching you in vain. You know exactly who I am. I am happy to hear that. And Jesus said, you know, my Father in heaven revealed those things to you. He wanted them to know who he was. And in John chapter 10, Jesus doesn't ask them the question, but he tells them. 
You see the difference? He tells them, and exactly, he tells them who he was. And he tells us this morning who he is, because we are his followers. Because we are his disciples. We are the one who are following him. We are the one who claim to be God's children. So he wants us to know that, and he tells us. Who he is. In verse 11, Jesus said, I am. I am the good shepherd. You know, he said it. But just in this short and small sentence, Jesus is teaching a lot of wonderful things. First, by using uh, the definite article. And second, by using this adjective. The definite article is teaching us that Jesus uh, is teaching us the uniqueness of the shepherd. He is the only one. There is none beside him. He is not a shepherd, but he is the only one. And we need to know that as God's children. But also the adjective explains to us the quality of the shepherd. The type of the shepherd he is. He is not any kind. He is the good Shepherd. And what was the responsibility of a shepherd? And we know that a shepherd, if I ask that this question, everybody would say that a shepherd is taking care of the sheep. And taking care of the sheep, how? How uh, the shepherd is taking care of the sheep? The shepherd is taking care of the sheep by providing a place, shelters for them. The shepherd is taking care of the sheep by providing clean waters for them. The shepherd is taking care of the sheep by loving them, by caring for them. And for Jesus to claim that he is the good shepherd, that means he is the one who can do all these things for his shape? He is the one who can do everything for those who put their faith in him. He is the good shepherd. And listen uh, what David, the uh, witness, the testimony of David about him in Psalm 23. David, who is, you know, a human shepherd, and he said in Psalm 
23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. The shepherd is protecting me. The shepherd is providing for me, for my future. And if Jesus is the good shepherd, that means the sheep need to trust him. Are you God's sheep this morning? And he wants you to know that. He wants me to remember that. We should never and ever forget who Jesus is. The type of God we are worshipping. The type of God we are serving. He is the one who is providing for us. More importantly, he is the one who gives us the life. He is the only one. He is the only way. He is the only light. He is the only shepherd. The unique one. And because of that, we are here this morning. Who can forget that? I try to remember several things this morning in Sunday school. I try to remember something here this morning. But if we are believers, we need to pray and ask God, help us to remember who you are. Because when you know who God is, you will know that you have somebody who cares for you. You will know you have somebody for whom you are really, really dear to him. And the passage is very clear on that. And uh, Jesus himself said who he is. But the second thing we need to learn from this passage is not only to know who Jesus is, but uh, to remember the type of relationship he has with his sheep. He said who he is. We know who he is. But what is the type of relationship Jesus has with his sheep? What is the type of relationship Jesus has with us who are his children? And um Let's read, let's read verse 12. But I would skip it to go exactly to verse 14. Verse 14, Jesus continues to say, I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. 
He doesn't stay there. He doesn't stop there. And I want you to look at the passage. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. If I was speaking French, I don't know how, uh, you know, if it is the good word in English. But in French, we talk about uh, the relation reciprocate, reciprocate relationship. You love me, I love you. You give me, I give you. You know, it is, be- it is much better for me to explain it, uh, you know, in French. But for Jesus to say that, I know my shape. He is talking about not only what I would call the reciprocate relationship, but he's talking about the loving uh, relationship. He's talking about the intimate relationship. There is a big difference uh, between knowing of somebody or knowing something about somebody or knowing somebody. Jesus doesn't say, I know something about him. I know something of them. But I know them. Because when you know somebody, you know who he is. And you know his needs. There is more. He knows me. Can you imagine that? Jesus knows you. He knows every details in your life. And He loves you. My youngest son, Alan, taught me a wonderful lesson last week, last Friday. But not really him, but God was teaching me a wonderful lesson through him. While I was thinking about this passage. Alan knew I was leaving to come here. If he knew that the whole week, he didn't say anything. But he remembered I was going to leave Saturday. And Friday night, I was sitting on the bed and my wife was fixing my suitcases because I have to take few things to Haiti. And we were talking. And Alan was in another room. And he came. He jumped on the bed and he said, Dad, you are leaving. Let's play. Let's play. You know, that's love. He felt my absence and he knew I love him and he came, let's play. And we play on the bed and we laugh and you know, it, it, it was amazing to see because he was playing with 
his dad. He felt my absence and he wanted me to realize how precious I am to him. Do you feel that in your relationship with Jesus? He knows you. Do you know he knows you? Do you know he loves you? I know my sheep. And my own. They know me. Knowing you. Means. He cares for you. You have somebody who cares for you. You have somebody. Who can meet your needs. You have somebody. To whom you can go when you have nobody. When everything is dark, you can go to him because he knows you. And it is not somebody who is saying that about Jesus. Jesus himself is saying it. I know. I know. I know. That's why he wanted you to know who he is first. Because when you know who he is, when you know he loves you, you will appreciate what he has done. And that will lead us to our third point. We need to remember who Jesus is. We need to remember the type of relationship he has with his sheep. Loving, caring, friendship, reciprocate, relationship. Happy when you are with Jesus. When you are in his presence. But you need to remember what he has done for you. I just said, I remember when my mom was cooking because she didn't have enough food. So she gave everything to us and she stayed without anything. I remember that. I remember some bad, some very difficult days. But do you remember who Jesus is? Do you remember the type of relationship he has with you as his children? And do you remember what he has done for you? If you do not remember that, it would be very difficult for you to follow Jesus. If you forget that, you won't be able to follow him. Because you cannot follow somebody you don't know. You cannot follow somebody you know that, uh, uh, who hates you. You cannot follow somebody who knows that. Who didn't do anything for you. Why? Follow him. Somebody like that. But in John 3. Verse 16. Everybody knows that. God. Loves. The world. And. What he did. He gave his only. Begotten. Son. I am the only shepherd. I am the only good shepherd. And because of love, 
God gave his only begotten, the only one. Can you imagine, do you remember what God said to Abraham? After the birth of Isaac, the honorary biological son, and God asked him to offer him in sacrifice. If you have one thing, is it easy to give it away? Nothing is too great, too good, too beautiful for God to do for you. He gave his only son. And look at verse 11 and 15. John chapter 10. Jesus said, In verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gave us his life. He gave his own life for the sheep. Do you remember that? God asked Abraham, you know, he showed him a sheep, you know, to replace Isaac. But God didn't choose anybody else. To save us. He gave Jesus Christ the only one. And Jesus was willing to do it. And Jesus said himself, I lay, I gave my life for my sheep. And in verse 15, he said again, as the Father knows me, even so know I the Father and I lay down my life for my sheep. He gave himself on the cross for us. And this is the reason we are here this morning. If God didn't do it, maybe we would be nothing. We would know where to go. But Jesus gave his own life. For who? Go back. In verse 10. And especially in verse 14. Jesus said, I know mine. So he did it for his sheep. We are his people. We are his children. He cares for us. And he hung himself on the cross. And when we look at the cross, first, it reminds us 
who Jesus was and who he is. And it reminds us the type of relationship he has with us. It reminds us what he has done for us. And it helps us to get ready. It helps us to find hope. Not just talking about him, but one day, all his sheep, all his children, all his followers, they will be with him, to live with him, enjoy his presence forever and evermore. That's right. Father, thank you. Thank you, because you are our shepherd. We didn't choose you, you chose us. You offered yourself to us. You love us, and your love led you to sacrifice. You sacrifice yourself in order for us to be here today. Help us to remember that. Help us to live for you. Help us, Lord, to follow you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.